podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Questo suono dal Sud America fino giù in Senegal, profumo d'Africa nella Nuova Guinea. La sentirai in Albania, che assomiglia a casa mia. Riparte dal Belgio, arriva in Croazia, Slovacchia, Polonia e Romania. Hello and welcome to the second episode of our new series, the Forza Napoli Worldwide Series. This is a series all about our fans. It's an opportunity to get diverse perspectives and to give our fans a platform to share their views. I had a lot of fun recording our first episode and I'm really excited to welcome our second guest. We're going to travel to London, England for this one. And you might know him from Twitter as Prince Salad. In our inner circle, I like to call him Il Principe dell'Insalata. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fortinapoli Salad. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me, sir. I really appreciate it. It's the first time I'm actually on like a Napoli podcast or whatever, so I appreciate the opportunity. So, thank you. Oh, yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you on. So, um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time, and we have a lot to cover. So, I'll go through a quick agenda, and then we'll get right into it. Uh, we're Let's recording go. this episode on Friday, which is the day after we played Spezia in the Coppa Italia. So, we definitely want to chat about the match. We'll probably spend most of this time talking about the match. I also want to get your thoughts on the coaching situation because that's been a a bit of a hot topic issue. Maybe it's cooled off just a little bit after the game, but I think it's very much alive. Um, And we're in the final week of the transfer window. So if we have time, I don't think we'll we'll have enough time. I mean, there's not much to say about the transfer window apart from please get a left back. (laughs) That was going to be the whole thing. (laughs) We don't don't want or need... I mean, we need other stuff, but the only thing we want is a left back. It could be anyone. Anyone that can play the position of left back will take. But that's the only thing we can say about the transfer window, really. Exactly, pretty much. So maybe we'll leave that one aside. But (laughs) before we get into any of that, I'm really curious to hear your story because you were born and raised in London, England. Uh, Your background is Somalian. So, you know, a lot of Napoli fans have cookie cutter stories like myself, where it's my father was from Napoli or close to Napoli. So that's, I was told to cheer for them. So I'm really curious to know your story on how you became a Napoli fan. So uh, a lot of people might know this because I've said this on Twitter a few times, but my dad was like raised in Italy. So um, he he were he he migrated from Somalia to Italy and kind of grew up in Genoa. He was a he was a massive Sampdoria fan. So grew up growing up. Sorry, um, for me it was more about Italian football. Like instead of like Sky Sports and BT Sports and all of that stuff. Um, growing up for me it was like Rayo Uno, um, Calcio Uno, Italia Uno, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I was always watching Italian football. Obviously, growing up in in London, you have a you have a Premier League team, and, and that was Chelsea for me because. Um, my dad, where he worked, I, I always had access to Chelsea tickets. So I'd go to the Stamford Bridge regularly. Right. So that was like that was like the first team, the first stadium I went to. But obviously, when you grow up, you have your own decisions to make and stuff like that. So growing up, watching Italian football was always AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus. And then um, I remember watching a game. Um, don't remember exactly what it was, but it was the Intertoto Cup in about 2009, 10-ish. And then um, mm-hmm. I, was watching, I was watching a game and it was at the San Paolo. Um, I was watching on TV and I'm seeing all these fans just going absolutely crazy for this team that literally just got promoted yeah. to the Serie A. And I was like, yo, this is a journey I could really get involved in. I was like 13, 14 at the time. And I'm seeing, okay, this is a team that Maradona used to play for. This is my dad's favorite player of all time, one of the greatest players of all time. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start following this team. And then um, before you knew it, I was a hardcore, um, I was a hardcore Napoli fan. And that Chelsea background kind of just disappeared in the background. Obviously, Chelsea still kind of. I keep up with them, but just it's not nowhere near as much as 
Yeah, well, I mean, we could probably do a whole separate podcast on on Chelsea. Yeah. Even though I, yeah. I know very little outside of said, yeah, but there's all kinds of yeah kinds of things going on over so, there. So that's that's my story. It was kind of my dad. I mean, he's but he's he's Italian by citizenship as well because that's where right. he grew up. Um, I've got he's got pictures. I mean, he was a massive Sampdoria fan, so uh, he's got pictures with players and the coaches at the time, mm-hmm. all of those things there. So. That's how my well, and, and Santori is another another legendary club, right? Like yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very cool. So. All right, so so let's get to the game. Um, yeah. I want to start first with just your general thoughts, and then we'll we'll talk about formation. We'll talk about the squad. So I thought we played. I thought we played amazing yesterday. Um, obviously, we had a few lucky goals, considering a lot of them could have been offside on another day, but um, right. VAR kind of ruled in our in our favor for the first time in like ever. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it just depends. It's it's the same with Napoli every week, really. It just depends which players decide to show up. If you, f- I mean, if we start fast and we start finishing our chances, then it's always going to be a route. Whereas if we, the, the longer the game drags on without us getting a goal, the chances of us losing become higher because we're always going to concede a goal. So I feel like we started the game very, very well. And um, me personally, I'm really happy that the game went the way it did because uh, the day before they uh, they announced that the, the confidence in Gattuso, how how true that is or not, um, it will we'll go to see how we'll we'll see later on. But um, I'm glad that the players kind of showed up for Gattuso, saying, "Okay, you know what, we're behind you," and I'm I'm glad that they 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 played the way they did. Yeah, that's been a a bit of a trend this year now, right? It- you hear a lot about we don't know which Napoli is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that wins games six nil, four nil, four one, or or is it going to be the team that that doesn't show up uh, mm-hmm. at least mentally and and loses to to teams like Spezia? I thought Spezia were really poor. Not to take anything away from Napoli, a fantastic game. It's I always find it harder to analyze a match where we won by a big margin just because is mostly positives, which is great, but, you know, tactically it's easier to break down when, when you lose a game. Um, in Spezia's case, I thought maybe it's the schedules catching up to them a little bit now with having to play Coppa Italia midweek um, as well as Serie A on the weekends. They've, they've had a couple of injuries, you know, Balanzola has been out for a couple of games and Andre Galabinov was non-existent. He, he wasn't pressing. Spezia's more of a pressing team, yeah. but I didn't see much of that in, in this game. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. We, you know, we had um, a lot of our players, different players making big plays. Um, I, I can't remember which Twitter account it was. I think it was Sedia LMS tweeted how in the first half alone, eight of our 10 outfield players had a goal contribution. So either a goal mm-hmm. or an assist, which is yeah. remarkable. Um, obviously on the first goal, you have a Kusai, assisting on Koulibaly. So, Koulibaly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't see that often. So yeah. um, a lot of great individual plays there. Um, was there maybe one player or two players that, that really stood out to you in this game? Um, I'm glad that Elmas started and he had a pretty decent contribution to the game as well. Like, because he's, he's always been uh, a very energetic player. He presses and to see him getting up yeah. and down, kind of making some defensive plays and then um, burst in from one side of the pitch, kind of catch up with Insigne to kind of get his chance. Um, I'm glad, I mean, because a lot of people kind of have been criticising Elmas, but you can't really criticise him considering he, he comes on for the last 10 minutes of games, um, the games. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he played and I'm also happy that he had a decent contribution to the game and we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Hisai is actually a pretty decent player when he plays in his regular position. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a serviceable right-back and a terrible left-back, but we've only been seeing him at left-back. So seeing him play at right-back, it was, it was pretty decent. I even tweeted it yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it. I was like, it's shades of 17, 18 Hisai where he's playing at a, that, a, pretty, yeah. a pretty decent level at right-back. But um, And it's good to see uh, Di Lorenzo getting a, a rest. A, a rest. Yeah, so. yeah, it's funny. Um, on on Elmas, first of all, I didn't realize how big he was. I, mm-hmm. I only I noticed it after uh, when they were celebrating Koulibaly's goal that he was like eye to eye with Koulibaly, who's a mm-hmm. big boy, right? And yeah, I was like, well, I, I didn't realize he's so big, but uh, you know, he's I guess he's kind of that Fabian type of build, but faster. Exactly. Um, I agree. I, I was really happy to see him get into the squad, and and that we'll talk about the the formation in a second, but that may be reason enough to use the 4-3-3 because it gives him and players like Laboka more space uh, to play in. I thought there was a lot of really impressive individual um, performances. Kusai, you're right. I thought defensively and offensively, yeah. he had major contributions. Like on the first goal, he it started from a free kick that was really poorly defended by Spezia, but he was the one that won that free kick, um, pressing really high up the pitch. He, he yeah. had a nice clean tackle inside the Spezia half and then he was he drew the foul and then you know he had the free kick and it landed for Zielinski and we eventually got the goal again a bit fortunate as you said with the the bounce off the bar um a couple of other players I mean as much as I've been wanting them and um Lozano to get some some rest you know they linked up again just like they did uh, against Hellas Verona another beautiful long ball by them off of volley this time and then Lozano with that pace you know, Spezia's backline, just as you mentioned, uh, a fraction too slow in pushing up, and they probably could have yeah. caught us on two or three goals. Um, the other thing was that even though I wanted, we probably wanted to see maybe Amir Rahmani get some time, uh, maybe Fauzi Gulam at left back. Um, yeah. But what I didn't realize, at first I thought, okay, Gattuso has to start his best 11 here because he needs a win. He, he needs Saving to win, job yeah. Or, you know, protect yes, his job, if you could say it that way. Um, but when I re- when I looked at it again, we did half of our, our starting 11 or, or starting outfield players were actually pretty well-rested. We had Manolas coming in. He didn't, he didn't play the play game before. The Elmas is pretty fresh. Um, Politano hasn't been yep. starting as well. So, um, Even Kusai, he hasn't played as Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's four. And then you add the goalkeeper who tends to switch. That's five. So I mean, that's that's pretty decent. If if five out of eleven players are had didn't play the weekend and they play now, it's I mean, you yeah, can exactly. you can accept that. Yeah. So oh. it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I feel yeah, like and I um, think that makes a big like, difference, right? Like it, you know, they they actually have some. We've been rolling out. I'm I have a tweet I'm planning to release after the the weekend game that shows sort of the top minutes that our our starting players have played and for January it's been crazy obviously that's being driven a lot by the injuries um particularly up front we we're really rotating only our back line but again that's another opportunity um for to use the 433 and, and get some some benefit out of that system because of the the different requirements in terms of personnel so so let's talk about that um mm-hmm. You've been getting berated by, <laughs> by our friends on, Yo. <laughs> in, our, in our inner circle. Oh, on, good, yeah. On your support for the four three three. So, no, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Um, and and I'm sure you saw my uh my comment in the in the group chat that we have on yeah. Twitter saying, I'm not here saying I absolutely love the four two three one. I'm just saying yeah. I don't think we should be bashing it as much as we are. Yeah, because 
at the beginning of the season, we were using 4-2-3-1 and uh, Aussie men was playing. It was working perfectly. We were playing absolutely fluid football. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't conceding as many chances. We weren't conceding as many goals. Um, obviously, with injuries and stuff, the 4-2-3-1 isn't that fantastic because you've got guys like... I mean, when you start a pivot of Bakayoko and Fabian, how bad... I mean, it's, it's yeah. not going to go well, you know? But with a fully fit squad, I still think the 4-2-3-1... I wouldn't say our best formation, but is... I mean, it is our best formation to get all our attacking players playing. When yep. you, it's, it's the only formation where you, it's the only way you can get Ossiemen, Mertens, Insigne, and Lozano on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, I think there's, so, there's a happy median where I completely agree. The, the reason why we started using the 4231 was because of Ossiemen. And I think the. Not even because are, of Ossiemen, um, it's because it's you wanted to get Ossiemen and Mertens on the pitch at the right, same time. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm sure Austin men can play 4-3-3 or whatever formation mm-hmm. you wanted to play, but you just want a decent number 10 to be behind him. And that's why you use the 4-2-3-1, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and I even made this argument on another podcast that even with Petania playing, I can still understand why you would want to use the 4-2-3-1 because he's a target man and he spends a lot of time with his back to the goal, which means he needs someone to lay the ball off to. Now, that could run be off wingers in a 4-3-3, fine but it doesn't hurt to have the Zielinski or, or Mertens when he's healthy behind them to lay the ball off to. Um, I think part of the reason why the 4-2-3-1 hasn't been that successful, aside from the obvious with Osman being injured, is that we're also trying to build out from the back. And I think it's it's really best used for a long ball, right? Um, so we saw dropping that player deeper with Zielinski playing in the midfield we not only were we still successful with the long ball because of Lozano's pace and, and Spezia's really unimpressive back line yesterday, um, but we still also had success building out from the back. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we had that extra player in the midfield. Yeah. You know, it, makes, it, makes, it makes sense. I mean, as I think someone tweeted yesterday as well, um, it's, it's crazy that we keep referring to tweets Twitter. from our friends. <laughs> but um, these players for a while have been conditioned to play 4-3-3 it's, it's the best yeah i mean it's a lot of it's a lot of our players best positions as well so it makes perfect sense for us to revert back to that but um i don't because i remember at the beginning of the season and i was one of these people who was crying out for 4-2-3-1 because i wanted to see four attackers play and yeah. we saw how beautiful that worked against atlanta you know um that yeah. that that, set, that game of the season we played atlanta i was like okay wow if these guys can stay fit and if we can carry on playing like this, this is beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I do think with everyone fit, 4-2-3-1 is our best attacking formation. But then if we are trying to sit back and be compact, 4-3-3 is the best formation for that. So it just depends what kind of game you're going for. Last week, we played 4-2-3-1 against Fiorentina and we beat them 6-0. No one was complaining then, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So um, if it works, it's cool. But if it doesn't, you're going to bash the formation. I mean, there has to be a, there has to be a, a kind of a balance you know yeah so and that's, I, that's I where i stand on it are, the other thing too is i know a lot of people are criticizing um the 4231 because as soon as we switched to it yesterday we conceded two quick goals but if you look at how those goals came about exactly that's exactly the point i was trying to make okay people are like okay we, we switched and instantly we can see i mean those goals were, were nothing but mistake the first one was um polit was it politano Someone, well, someone and and Husai both got beat yeah, on uh, exactly. I mean, what more? What more could a four three three have done in that formation? Right, you know? exactly. And then the second one was just some freaky bounces, and it was a deflection and all of those sorts of things there. So I don't, I don't think the formation change would have did would have done anything for right. those goals. You know, 
been and again, this is not me absolutely. This is not me defending four two three one because I know when people hear this, they're gonna <laughs> come for me again, and I don't want that kind of smoke. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you need to like fall back on the criticism of the formation because it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and and the other thing that people are disregarding is that the four two three one and the four three three are are our attacking formations. They're not our defending mm-hmm. formations. We defend yes, in a four four two and a four five one. Yes, Granted, you know, we maybe we concede possession easier in the four two three one while we're attacking. I, I can appreciate that argument, but I agree. It was we got sloppy at the end of the you know the final quarter of the match, um, which is which is understandable when you're winning four one, exactly. sorry four nil, and Spezia had bro. Yesterday was the first time that Ospina didn't get injured in a game. That's how you. <laughs> that's how inactive Spezia were. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it only makes sense. You make you make four or five substitute. You make four substitutions. Um, the tempo's dropped, so it's so it's it's, it's reasonable for that to take place. It, it makes sense. Yeah, the the one criticism I would have as far as the the tactics go and and Gattuso though is that he did say at the beginning of the season that his plan was to pick the formation that would give us the tactical advantage depending on our opponent, and I don't think he's actually done that. He's he, not done he, that. Yes. He's chosen the four two three one and stuck with it. Um, and I think you mentioned the Atalanta game. It's a great strategy when you play against teams that give you space, right? Um, but when you play against teams like Udinese, um, Torino, that they're going to just sit back and defend, then I think maybe the four three three gives us a, a bit of a, a tactical edge there. Um, I'm curious to know what you thought about our substitutions because I was, I thought Gattuso was a little bit. Um, let me let, let me oh. let me quickly ha- let me look have a look at those. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I was thinking, why is it the sixty fifth minute and substitutions haven't taken place yet? I what I yeah. I remember looking at the clock, and maybe even thinking I missed some substitutions yeah. and having to check on my phone to see. So I do think we should have made those substitutions a little bit earlier. But then at the same time, uh, if you look at the pl- players we brought on, they are players that are coming back from injury, so you don't want to give them too yeah. much time. Like Mertens, for example. Um, he had to come back off again because he yeah. was injured. Aussie men, you 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 do you only want to give him ten or fifteen minutes to kind of yeah. get legs back into it. So in that aspect, I understand why the substitutions came so late because um, you don't want to give Aussie men forty five minutes. You don't want to give Mertens forty five minutes, and at the same time, you don't want to change your midfield too much because they're playing well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in that in that aspect, I do kind of understand. But I do think maybe Insigne could have come off um, earlier. Lozano could have come off earlier um, for the sake of for the sake of resting. But in terms of midfield, and I, I do understand why he didn't want to make those substitutions. Yeah, and I don't understand why we left um, both Koulibaly and Manolas. Manolas on for the entire game. Yeah, but I, I do I do think it's 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 not it's not common to substitute centre backs in a game. Sure. It's just it's just not common. So. Yeah, I think the the only reason I would have said I, I would have liked to see Rachmani play. I think we all want to see him play more just because he hasn't had much play. Yeah, he hasn't had that opportunity exactly. Yeah, and then the other one that I I was looking at this last night, and I I think I know why the change was made. But to be fair, time, to be fair, no. Um, I mean, Mertens came on at halftime. Yeah, he did for Lozano. Mm. So so that was the one early change which I was. Mm. Happy. And then and then the other two substitutions were the 69th minute where um Aussie men and I think they came on at reasonable times. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe five minutes earlier. Okay, cool. But I mean, yeah, yeah. The the one I was I was scratching my head a little bit about was um, in the 69th minute we we replaced Elmas with Osimen and we replaced yeah. Zelinski with Lobotka. Yeah, and um, 
I was I was surprised to see Elmas come out because he's fresh. I mean, why not let him play the full 90? And mm. I would have preferred to see Diego Demme come out for Lobotka so that, so that he can get some rest. And I think it was you that tweeted. I think it's right. maybe because he wants to play Elmas on Sunday. That's exactly maybe that could that's be what I, I think thought it was, about. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, all I could think of was, okay, hold on, maybe this is a, an indication that yeah. we're going back to the four three three on Sunday against Parma, and he's but you said something about up. Bakayoko starting, and I don't see any way that Demi does not start <laughs> any game from now to the end of the season. Yeah, so Demi is right. so crucial. Like, but the Elmas, yeah, I know thing, I, I got that one wrong spot. a number of I times. Remember, I, I, I remember, I remember thinking the exact same thing that you're thinking now. I was like, okay, Elmas hasn't played this season. He's playing well. Let him finish the game. But then when I saw your tweet, it hit me. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe we want to go back to 4-3-3. And that's, that's a very good spot on your behalf, to be fair. Yeah, I think um, we'll see Demi or Bakayoko. Dem is in the best form of his season. Maybe his whole time at Napoli so far. He was yeah. really, really good when we first got him. When we first got him. Yeah, so he's definitely at least back to that form. I keep predicting him to get a rest because he plays so hard when he plays. Like, if you watch that game yesterday... He, he had six months of rest like at the beginning of the season. Minute, he's, he's pushing, pressing the keeper, pressing the back line. Um, and I know I've seen, I, I've been hanging on to this one comment I saw from our assistant coach that, you know, sometimes we have to rest Demi because he plays so hard that he needs a bit more time to recover. And since then, I've been, whenever I predict them to get a rest, he keeps starting and starting. So eventually yeah. I'm just going to predict them to start. It's, it's crazy how at the beginning, in the summer, we were so desperate for this uh, box-to-box midfielder and we had one sitting there the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 I think I don't and I don't think we we anticipated him to be that good as a box to box because he was playing that number six role so perfectly last year. Do you know when we were playing four three three when he was sitting there? With, so he was playing that so perfectly. So we thought, um, okay, maybe he that's his position. That's what he's best at. But now he's playing even better than he was then because you see him making a tackle and then he's the first one on on at the on the end of an Insigne or Lozano cross. Kind of, yeah. it's just brilliant to see. He's I I love him so much. He's. <laughs> he's fantastic. I love him so much. Yeah, and I think all of that is pushing Fabian out the door. I, I think mm. this summer we might we might pull the trigger on him for the right price. Yeah. Now, now I can imagine us going hard for Veretout and having a pip. If we are going to do four two three one, having a having a midfield of Zielinski, Veretout, and Demate, that would be that would be yeah. quite nice. Yeah, we'll see if if Roma is willing to. Yeah, let him go. Um, and then we have just, Zakani potentially coming in as well. Yeah. No, um, I, th- I think that was a done deal, wasn't it? Vertu? No, no. Um, uh, Zakani. I, I, I don't think I it's believe. official. I, the reports are basically that we there's an agreement in place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's no official announcement yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know, really know what that means. I think it sounds like it's going to be a similar one as the uh, the Rachman yeah. deal, where we will buy him now, loan him back for the rest of the season, and he'll he'll join us next season. Yes, um, sir. Okay, so let's let's move on to Gattuso because, I mean, that was the the big story heading into this match. You know, there were the reports that De Laurentiis has given him ten days to turn things around. Which, again, another thing I kind of scratch my head about it. How do you turn around the season in ten days when you're nine yeah. points back and you only have exactly. one league game during those ten days? You can't really turn anything around. But I think the message was, if it was true, we I don't even know if it was because then we got the vote of conference from De Laurentiis. Um, but the message was basically. If you don't win these next two matches, you're out. Um, we won the Spezia match, so maybe that means he's already protected his job longer. Um, what are your thoughts on on Gattuso's uh, choice? I think um, the Gattuso being sacked rumors are the product of Napoli Twitter. 
if I'm honest. Um, I feel like Gattuso, I mean, uh, De Laurentiis has always backed Gattuso and literally two weeks ago, he was he was on the verge of signing a new contract. So I think uh, this is this is a product of what we love to do as Napoli fans and that's just overreact and um, create things out of thin air. Fair enough, we haven't, we've had a poor run of form. But at the same time, bro, we're, we're nine points off the top of the league with a game in hand. We're now in the semi-finals of our second Coppa Italia in a row and we still got the Europa League. So all these horrible results and all my, oh my God. And people are comparing it to the Ancelotti situation, bro. Last year when Ancelotti got sacked to a 16th place, right yeah. now we're, we're basically on the, we're nine points off the top of the league with a game in hand. I don't understand where this overreaction comes from. Fair enough, losing, um, dropping points against Udinese. Hellas Verona, Spezia. You kind of fair enough. If we if we win those games that we should be winning, we'd be one or two points off the top of the league. So I understand where they come from in that perspective. But let's just put a break on all this house burning down and starting from scratch and all that. I don't I don't think it's necessary in the slightest. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's not just uh, social media. I think it's actual media as well, like the you yeah on all the the Napolitan websites and newspapers and you know after the after the match it was brought up in the interviews we saw the um some of the ultras were went to the hotel to to show their support for for yes, Gattuso and Insignia which was nice um I don't know if you saw Gattuso's uh, comments after the match but uh, you know he's always a great interview and um he he defended himself and he, and he was very confident which uh, See, I, the, my my only issue with these interviews is uh, no one actually translates them fully for me so they're yeah. in italian so i don't know what's going on yeah no that's okay so basically what what he said was um you know the media only seems to bring up the negative but nobody comments on how this is now the fourth time he's reached the semifinal in the in the coppa italian his, his short coaching career between milan and and yeah, napoli yes, you know, mm-hmm. so he's he's doing something right, and and you know he said he doesn't need he doesn't need the the club to trust him. He's he's an employee of the club, and if they decide that he's no longer required, they can let him go, uh, which is a fair take. But I think I saw this quote saying that he's not re-signing. Is that not now, or is that like he's not re-signing at all? No, it was resigning. So like he's not quitting. Oh, resigning. <laughs> yeah. See, I read it as resigning because someone yeah. put a hash in. I don't know because I saw some saying resigning and I saw some with with a little dash between re and signing. So yeah, I thought, that totally changed the meaning of that. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because it's spelled the same. It's just <laughs> yeah, completely he was, different. He was yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, yo, I'm. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen. Yo, I'm a very, I'm a very pro Gattuso. Like I, I think he's done an impeccable job. Not impeccable, but he's done a very good job. Like the way he revived us last season from uh, when he came in, we were 16th. Um, towards the end of the season, there were times where like, oh, maybe we can sniff the top four if this happens, if these things go away, which was which was an impossibility when he first came. We won mm-hmm. the Coppa, we won the Coppa Italia. Now we're two, we're three points be- behind third with the game in hand, you know? Um, so just because beca- just because Insigne missed a penalty in uh, in the super in the super cup. And um, we've we've dropped a few points here and there. I don't think we should we should go crazy. But yeah, so I'm I'm a very big supporter of Gattuso, and I think and I, and I really hope that we do give him the time to stay. And I do believe that if we do comfortably finish in the top three and we do get to the Coppa Italia final and win another another cup, I think he stays. Yeah, I I don't think I think we're overreacting as well. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of it, in fairness, you mentioned you know the tough losses. Um, even a lot of our wins, you can argue that 
shouldn't have been so difficult. Um, but what I keep saying, and, and I know people are tired of hearing the excuse, if, if you want to call it, you're always in the, in the media, Gattuso's alibis, right? Which is that we're playing every three days. I know other teams have had injuries too, and they're all playing every three days, but there's going to be a lot of volatility. And I think a lot, a nine point deficit in this season is not the same thing as a nine point deficit in in previous seasons, exactly because every you're drop, everyone's dropping points. Everyone's dropping points on a on an alarming rate, you know. So I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Of course, I was, I was extremely pissed at the Spezia game because the only difference between yesterday's game and I and I'm sure so many people tweeted this as well yesterday is the only difference between yesterday's game and the league game is the fact that we finished our chances. I mean, we still conceded two goals. But the only difference is we should have had six or seven in the first game, in the first half alone. So it just, it just literally, and it's, I think it's a mentality thing. Like, because I, I, I remember after that Spezia game, um, people saying, oh, Gattuso should be out. And I was like, are you guys, are you, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was that game where the players were, were treating the football like it was a hot potato. No one, yeah. no one wanted to shoot. I mean, what more do you want Gattuso to do? He, he put you in the positions to finish. I mean, he, he can't score the goal for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. They, they took our, their fair share of chances, uh, shots, and had a plenty of chances. We just didn't finish them the same. Exactly, exactly. I think the number was twenty-seven. It was shots. twenty-three. I think it was twenty-three to four. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday we only had I think eleven shots, but we scored four of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think we all need to settle down. Hopefully, this these couple of games, you know, we have Padma, then we have Genoa should be easy wins i say should <laughs> because again mm. we've we've dropped points against some weaker clubs we win those two games hopefully it settles down then there's a stretch of some tough games um i have a feeling we're going to be dealing with this probably for the whole, the whole i season. really really like um i said this at the beginning of the year as well um i really like napoli's league schedule this year yeah yeah more than i've more than i've ever liked the league schedule is because the way it's set up is we get two difficult games. For example, we get Atlanta and Juventus, and then we have a stretch of about five very, very winnable games. And then we'll have two more difficult games. Maybe I, I don't know what order they come in, but like I know Lazio and Inter are, are the same are around the same time, Roma and Milan around the same time. So we we've always, we always get a nice stretch of games that we can, re- even if we lose the game against Juventus, for example, we get five, four or five games where we can recover those points. So I like the schedule and the way it's set up. So yeah, we do have two difficult games, but then after that, we have a, a stretch of relatively easy games as well. But the Ro- yeah. Europa League starting as well. So well, that's what I was about to bring that up. That you know, it's we're not getting any rest. As much as mm-hmm. it's great to compete on in three different competitions, you know, we we're gonna have Coppa Italia February third and tenth, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and then you know Serie A in between. And then as soon as that ends, then we have Europa League back again. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how we manage that. Hopefully, Gattuso will rotate a bit more um, so our, our guys don't burn out. I think that's pretty well covers the game. Um, we do have a couple of minutes, so I think we kind of covered the transfer rumors a little bit. Um, I've got a question for you. Um, if you could add players to this team to complete the team, what would it be? It doesn't necessarily have to be players, but positions. Well, I mean, I think we all agree left back, right? Of um, course, absolutely. We, course, um, I, I'm not fond of any of our options, really. I, I, I have fond feelings for Gulam just because of the history there, but I think we all agree that 
he hasn't gotten back to that form after the yeah, no no left back left back goes without saying. I mean, yeah. any any human being that can play left back will take at this point. Yeah. I actually think you know I quite liked Kevin Malqui. He for whatever reason Gattuso he never favored him, and and now he's off to uh, Fiorentina on loan. Um, so I think we do need a backup right back. I guess Husai, as you mentioned, he's much better on the right than he is on the left, so we can do that. Other than that, I, I don't think we necessarily have that many weaknesses. Um, like I, I think of, you know, people want to bring in Rodrigo DePaul, let's say. Well, yeah, of course, he's a great player. You'd love to have him on the team, but you have to also then sacrifice time for someone else to fit him in. Right? Like, like Zielinski, you know? Exactly. Maybe DePaul is better than Zielinski, but how much better than Zielinski is he? You know? Right. So, yeah. um, Fair enough. You can you can always upgrade and do better, but I I think I think we're we're a good left back away from being a really really good team. Obviously, but then again, um, we've always been a good team. It's just the mentality thing for this team. So well, that's that's it just depends what Napoli shows up, and that's and I feel like that's the most difficult thing for us as fans. It's like we can't explain it. Like you look player for player, and there's not a team in Serie A that you can say, okay, this team is comfortably better than Napoli. There isn't. But yeah. it's just it just depends which Napoli decides to show up, and that's that's a shame. Yeah. So there's two things I think of when when I look at our squad because you're right we we have so much quality we have depth, and to me that means either it's the coach. So it kind of comes back to Gattuso. But if he can't motivate a team, I honestly think there's nobody out there that can. I mean, we had two options, right? You have Gattuso, who's the ultimate motivator. And then just before him, you had Carlo Ancelotti, who's one of the greatest managers of all time yeah. tactically. So it, it, I don't think it's the manager. I think it's something, I think it's a mental thing. I think it's a right. mental thing. So that's the other idea. And that, in the back of my mind, I always have this feeling that at some point we need to overhaul this squad or maybe not completely overhaul, you know, keep some of the younger guys. But, you know, Mertens, Insigne, that older guard, eventually they're going to have to turn over. I mean, they're getting up there in age and it's either that or a lot of people have been asking for a, an Ibrahimovic type of player that maybe doesn't offer that much on the field, but has just that winning mentality. Right. And I think that's something that we've, we've really lacked. Yeah. In the last couple see, of years. Seeing Cavani do what you're doing at my United team. It's, 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 it's quite nice to see. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, that's we, we, we were never going to pay 10 million a year in wages. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Did you see that tweet today that, um, that uh, the FIGC have uh, permitted some teams to uh, yeah. postpone giving giving their wages, but Napoli are perfectly fine. Like all of the like Napoli is the only team whose wages have been played have been paid. That's um, right. We um, as part of they had that meeting, um, De Laurentiis and uh, uh, Chiavelli and and Eduardo De Laurentiis' son. They met with the, the staff and the players. I think it was at the hotel the night before the match. That was where this vote of confidence came from. And that that same day, De Laurentiis announced to everyone that he actually paid up any any arrears. So any any uh, and this was before FIGC uh, made Ruled that it, yeah. He actually mm-hmm. decided on his own. Okay, I'm going to get you guys all paid another vote of confidence if you will and then like he's probably pissed off because then like literally the next day or two days later then FIGC comes out and says okay we're going to extend this um this period that players can uh, need to be paid on on their 2020 salaries by a couple of months but you know you're, it's that's the other thing 
every, I think part of the reason why everyone is so frustrated this year is because we know we have a legitimate chance of winning our first Scudetto in 30 years. Yeah. And it feels like we're wasting it. But what, what a lot of people and, and people don't like to hear this argument, but, you know, financially we're a very sound club and, and we've built a club that's not necessarily going to compete for the Scudetto every year. We're going to compete for Champions League every year. Um, but we're not going to be, you know, De Laurentiis has said it before. If I wanted to, I, yeah, I could spend 400 million euros and, and, and we could be competing for the Scudetto, but then we'd be in debt and who knows what happens, what happens after that, right? Financial mm-hmm. fair player, et cetera. So we, we can't ignore the fact that I'm, this- I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of what De Laurentiis has built at Napoli, you know, um, a very, a, a good sustainable club um, who, who compete. Of, of course, it would be beautiful to win the Scudetto, but if you look at what we're competing with in terms of finances, you know, it's it's difficult yeah so all right so let's wrap it up there um i love talking to you i really appreciate you coming on before i let you go um i want to give you a chance to plug your podcast your show okay so tell tell the listeners what it's all about because there is a napoli component but it's it's much more than that right yeah um so um i'm going to be starting it's not necessarily going to be a podcast where it's going to be audio based it's going to be more video based uh so it's going to be on youtube um so every two weeks i will be uh talking to someone who is whose journey is interesting talking about how they got to where they got to what their long-term goals are um what's helped them get to where they are and how they can encourage other people that are interested in doing what they're doing but then um in between those two weeks i'm also going to be posting a lot of sports content nfl napoli like whatever whatever i'm interested in what the, what the current topics are on on the internet whatever the case may be so um i should be posting my new my first episode anytime in the next couple of days really so awesome yeah. so it's called salad uncut so salad uncut, everyone yes, make sure you check it out uh hosted by prince the prince salad <laughs> thank you so much no, and i just, i just want to say thank you very much for giving me this opportunity man i like i mean there's nothing more i love talking about than than obviously the team that we all love so much and I, I I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity. So thank you very much. And I hope this works out for you. Yeah, thank you. No, it's it's so far so good. It seems to be getting a lot of attention. Everyone's pretty anxious to come on. The hardest thing is that, especially after we lose, I get a whole bunch of messages. Hey, when can I come on? Because yeah. I think um, for a lot of people, it's going to be therapy. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, well, I, I suspect we'll have, we'll bring a lot of people back on as well, because uh, you yes, know, I said this to Gaetano last week too, that, when you do come on, it's pretty contagious and, and you get the itch. You want to, it's so much fun. You just want to keep doing Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really fun. I, I really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll be back no with another episode of uh, Forza Napoli Worldwide next week. I think the next one we're going to do is after our next uh, Coppa Italia match against Atalanta. So stay tuned for that. And thank you everyone yes, for listening. Thank you very much. Ciao. Podcast Network.